and welcome back to the Women of Web3 podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ingram. I'm also the founder of Women of Web3. We're a community that's connecting women in the next iteration of the internet. We've got job opportunities on our jobs board. We've got learning resources and we've got in-person connections. So you can find out more on our website, womenofweb3.co or on Twitter at womenofweb3co. Today, I'm really happy to be joined by Paf Ivara. They're one of the first friends I made in the world of Web3. Paf is the co-founder of Takeout Space, which could be described as an NFT project, but it's much more than that. It's a whole ecosystem of products to empower diverse leaders. Paf has an impressive career that's broadly been in the social media space and included moving from Australia to Scotland for love and getting an incredible role leading an agency before starting Takeout Space with their partner, Han. They've also grown a TikTok following of over 90,000 people, and they were recently named as a LinkedIn top voice, so pretty incredible accolades. So I'm really pleased to welcome Paf. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Lauren? All good. Thank you so much for being part of this. Oh, thank you so much. I wouldn't miss it for the world. (laughs) So we always start off with a bit of a jargon buster, because every day is a school day in Web3, and I also quite like hearing people's own definitions of these things. So for example, like an NFT, I keep hearing more and more as described as a digital collectible. I think sometimes that's more more helpful way of describing it. But how would you describe an NFT for absolute beginners? Yes. Yeah, so I really like that, by the way. I think I might, I might steal that uh, myself. But I like to think of an NFT as a unique digital file that is able to be a proof of ownership. So I think it's unique, it kind of covers that non-fungible part. And then the token is acting as that, that ownership. So I kind of like to think of an NFT as an access key or a membership pass or, you know, a receipt, really. It's kind of like a digital receipt that's, that's proving that you own something and usually allows you to access something with underlying value in return. Brilliant. Also, I love the fact that everybody has like quite a different definition every time. So I, I feel like I'm hoping listeners each new definition you hear, you kind of go, yeah, okay, I can really see like, yeah, the value of this and the the future for it. So, so Paf, you've already had a pretty amazing career so far and really varied actually. So it's, it's taken you around the world. Can you give me a brief history of your career so far? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it all kind of started for me a little bit later than a few people would start their careers. So like most people, I went to uni straight after school. But unlike most people, I um, actually had to drop out of uni and it took me quite a number of years to go back and complete my degree part-time because the first time around, I stupidly thought I could do an accelerated business degree. And at the time I didn't know that I had undiagnosed ADHD. So those two things don't really go hand in hand. Um, so I was able to you know, work in a variety of different roles as I was completing my degree. I tried my hand at cold calling, telemarketing, I don't recommend it to anyone, but if you can manage that, you can literally do anything. And then I started working for Australia Post, not sorting any parcels, but uh, mostly dealing with client complaints until I moved into helping e-commerce brands with their logistics solutions. Once I had graduated, I started my quote unquote career in digital marketing. So I started at a digital agency called Reload back in Brisbane, Australia, and I started off as an account manager. So really leaning into those sales and client relations skills that I have before I found a love of data and really optimizing things to just make them be the best that they can, which kind of took me into paid advertising. Um, So I was at Reload for just under three years. And uh, this is where, yeah, the international piece kind of comes into it. In 2020, I met my now love of my life on TikTok which I did not expect at the start of that year. I mean, that year was unexpected at best. So she's actually Scottish and lives in Edinburgh. And at the end of 2020, 
after being long distance for a while, I decided to quit my job, pack up all my things, sell all the other things and move to Scotland. And we met for the first time in Edinburgh Airport and it all worked out. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in Scotland now, but it was really cool from a career perspective. Before I'd even set foot in Edinburgh, it was really serendipitous, really. I found this role at Pilot Fish Media, digital agency in Edinburgh, and I bookmarked it. I thought that looks really cool. It was for a paid ads director. So similar to what I was doing, but a bit of a step up there. But I didn't apply for it and I did add the owner on LinkedIn and I kind of just left it there, went to bed, woke up the next day and he had obviously received my connection request and scoped out my LinkedIn profile. And I'm a big advocate of personal branding, so I had been kind of active there for a bit. Mm. And he actually offered me the role before even knowing that I was moving to Edinburgh. So it was pretty crazy. I had this amazing um, next step of my career kind of locked and loaded before I had arrived. And yeah, I feel like that's the universe kind of (laughs) made that happen, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I moved over and I started that role at the start of 2021 and then something else unexpected happened. So within three months of being the paid ads director, the existing head of agency, Daniela Karoglin decided that she would move back to Denmark and asked and offered me to step up into the head of agency position, Incredible. which again, I did not expect. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of how I spent the last year uh, heading up PFM and really rebranding, rebuilding the culture, pivoting into an an agency that has a portfolio of purpose-led clients and and really trying to foster a diverse and inclusive environment, which obviously is yeah, very close, close to my heart. So that kind of takes me up until now. And I guess this is where the NFTs of it all (laughs) comes into it. What started as an online course idea for creating intersectional training for underrepresented people became Take Up Space, which is now what we consider a social impact startup who uses NFTs to provide all these resources and funding for diverse leaders. So that's definitely a a curveball. But as you can see with my story and my trajectory, I'm kind of getting used to the curveballs now. If something hasn't changed in a year, I'm just kind of waiting for that next thing. But I think this is definitely the biggest and best one in my career so far. Amazing. I'm I'm similar. I also just kind of wait for, well, not, not wait for the universe to do, do its thing, but a lot of the time the universe delivers of just kind of, yeah, interesting curveballs. And so, yeah, it, you've had this amazing trajectory so far. It's um It's been really cool to watch because I feel like things have even changed since I've got to know you, which has been via Twitter in the last few months. So, yeah, we've connected over what feels like months and months, but it's probably only like three months just because like this this space moves so quickly so you already gave a bit of an indication of what take up space is but you want to describe for listeners more of what you do and sort of what you offer people or like how people can get involved yeah go for it yeah absolutely so yeah I, I kind of introduced it as a social impact startup with a twist because I think for people who aren't in the web3 or nft world or people new to it that kind of encompasses the vision and, and what we're trying to do which is to create a world with more diverse leaders. Mm. So obviously that's pretty big and bold. So how do we actually do that at Take Up Space? We're really passionate about providing intersectional education for leaders. So helping create educational training resources for people to really, I guess, see themselves as leaders. And I think representation is a huge 
piece Mm. of the puzzle, especially for BIPOC and LGBTQ people. So I myself identify as black and queer, and I'm also, as I mentioned before, neurodivergent. So it it was really important to me to, to look at my own journey and really just create something that would have helped me like four years ago. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, leadership training is definitely a huge piece. But really, ultimately, we want to use those NFTs to create scholarships and grants for diverse founders and entrepreneurs who, you know, struggle to gain the funding that they need to get their projects off the ground. Really, the thinking is the more diverse people we have in positions of power, the more opportunities to advocate for real change, create and build things that solve our problems and really do that from an intentional place rather than, you know, fighting to get a foot in the door or a seat at the table. Yeah. Well, it's it's really cool what you're building. It sounds like it's very much aimed at the individual. Is there anything that's aimed at sort of the like corporate level of like, are you going in and is is there something that you're also offering at the sort of enterprise level, anything like that? Hmm. Now you're tapping into a little bit of alpha, which I can share some ideas around. (laughs) So take up space is definitely about empowering the individual. As you said, you've absolutely nailed that. But as we know, it's the problems, the barriers that we face are so much bigger than any one person can bootstrap their way out of, you know? So you're absolutely right. There needs to be systemic change and there needs to be systemic change and progress made from an organizational and even like a governance perspective. So on that note, in the future, we definitely think about how can we expand this to bring in those organizations? Mm-hmm. And this is where make space comes in. Oh. So, okay, I really have stumbled across my mouth. I sounded like I was lining it up for you to say it, but because it feels to me like a natural leap. And so that's really cool that you're actually building it. Amazing. Okay, <laughs> make space, make space. Go for it. Tell me more. Yes. Well, it's definitely in the beginning building stages. As you know, take up space is kind of just getting its its sea legs off the ground. But of course, you know, we're always thinking ahead to how can we scale and grow. And we we've always said we're more than just an NFT project. So make space, you know, could take shape in many different forms. But for now, we think that it will be very much around how can we create a diverse and inclusive web three and Mm -hmm. how can we actually consult, provide training, provide workshops Mm -hmm. to web three native or web two businesses looking to enter web three. So you can actually build with those people in mind. So exactly how that looks TBC, but that's kind of the thinking around that is, is providing those tools to make sure that no one's getting left behind. Yeah. Well, I can absolutely see a need for that because it, again, we've talked about this over Twitter, but web three can attract quite a sort of homogenous group that it sometimes feels like and so if we can start to sort of solve these challenges or address them head on at the point that there's all this like massive growth and building phase rather than trying to get people to pay attention to it at a later date of like hey we've built all these products and actually they don't necessarily serve the end users and like this sort of diversity and spectrum of people that we would hope would use them and don't want to sort of lock people out in that sense so I think it's brilliant that you're getting at this like ground level because we've been talking, me and you, as kind of women of Web3 and Tech Up Space about creating an equitable Web3, Web3.0, what kind of thing are you seeing in the space at the moment? Um, sort of positives and negatives, what, what, what's the kind of the landscape? I think since entering the space and, you know, we, we joke about having conversations over the last three months, I've only been in the space for four months. So, you know, you, you're still, you're pretty early on in, in my personal journey. But I think what was interesting was, I come from, you know, a background of 
just being very passionate and loud about diversity, equity and inclusion and being an advocate and activist in in those fields, coming into a space that I don't know necessarily the technology at the start, but I I very much know those ideals and, and how we need to build. So I think when I first entered... I was very aware of the rise of women-led projects. So that really felt like that was really coming to the forefront, which was awesome to see because as we've said, you know, the space is very homogenous and we need, you know, representation of all kinds. But I think initially what I saw was not really a place for me. So as a a non-binary person, as a person of color, none of these uh, women-led PFP projects really represented, looked or felt like something I could relate to. Mm. So in that way, I felt a bit alienated by that. And I think since the space has progressed, I've seen quite a number of queer-led, minority-led projects come out and it feels a lot more robust. Uh, It feels like there are spaces for, Mm. you know, underrepresented people of all kinds to, to feel like they're they can see themselves. And it's been really exciting as we kind of establish ourselves in the space, those smaller projects now we're, we're becoming a, more of a larger project are coming into our DMs and are, you know, looking to, to collaborate with us. And it's really cool to have helped pave the way and also just to demand a little bit more. You know, I think when it, to touch on the, the negatives, when I first entered the space, there was, um, I don't remember who it was, <laughs> but a project that was um, talking about you know, we're here for women and non-binary people. And when I entered the Discord, all of the, you know, pinned posts and the announcements were, hey, ladies, hey, girls, like, Mm -hmm. and it it just felt very obvious that they had used that in the bio to, you know, maybe get folks like me in, but they hadn't Mm -hmm. really thought it through about Mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? And, you know, I think that's something that I still come across is this using of non-binary people without remembering it's not just femme non-binary people. You know, there are masculine presenting, there are trans non-binary people. You know, that's a really big part of queer identities for a lot of people. So really when you're saying that, you're saying women and queer people and you, you, not, you need to kind of walk the walk in terms of the art, the leadership team, how you're communicating and, you know, the resources and things like that, that you provide. So I think with that, we as a collective in the space need to set a higher standard and demand more from any project that is talking about diversity, inclusion, and equity. Also equity is the most important thing. You know, diversity is great. If you, you know, you could say a company's diverse and then you look at the the pyramid or the organization structure and it's really diverse at the bottom and it gets less so as you go up, but Hey, you can say that that's diverse and Maybe it's inclusive because everyone feels feels good, but where is the equity? And I think that's like the key thing that maybe the space is missing. But I am really optimistic and there have been some really exciting projects come out in the last few months that are doing it the right way. And I'm really excited to keep you know building alongside these projects. Amazing. And I've also witnessed a lot of the same kind of thing as you. Also on a side note, how do you find the phrase non-binary persons? Because I find it really like awkward it's like sure like they're just people like people like you are people um not persons like in the same way as I'm not a, I wouldn't expect to be grouped as a female persons I don't know that's just maybe I'm just the grammar nerd in me <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bit odd also when someone says women and non-binary it feels like that's missing something I think like non-binary yeah. people or yeah just just people you know yeah. <laughs> humans humans yeah humans I'm just gonna say that I I'm also interested in that equity point 
thinking from a sort of meaning equitable, but also meaning having sort of dollars behind it of like, mm. I want to see lots of, you know, sort of more diverse leaders of amazing projects doing really well, um, yes. like succeeding in this space, whether it's sort of getting funding, minting out their projects, aka selling out. And I think that equity can also mean in the in the dollars sense. And I, I want to see a lot of that. And I you know hope, I hope we can like so throughout 2022 see more of that kind of thing. So like uh, even the fact that like you know Serena Williams has a, a fund I'm pretty sure invests in some Web3 startups. So you need to go pitch her. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Lauren, I'm manifesting that. So Serena, if you're listening, <laughs> apparently one of our, so a trait of our Changemaker NFT collection has these really cute space buns. And when we actually launched, we had a few people say, oh my gosh, that looks like Serena Williams' daughter. So I've got that locked and loaded in my brain. I'm ready to pitch to her and and show her how cute these little change makers with space buns are. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're manifesting that together. Okay. Serena Williams is going to invest in take up space. It's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So taking it back to the the idea of like how you actually got into Web 3.0. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have a kind of a moment. It's either like a person or an article or something that makes them go, oh my God, yes. Like get me into this thing. Yeah. What was it that sort of drew you in initially? Can you remember so that turnaround point? Yes. So... For some people that, well, for most people that are listening to this, Take Up Space was originally going to be an online course and had nothing to do with NFTs. So I was very new to the space, but my partner, co-founder, and now the artist of Take Up Space, Han, Hannah Peacock, has been in crypto since 2016. So I was creating this, you know, the skeleton of this online course, December last year. It was moving pretty slow because I was managing it outside of, you know, agency work. And then Han started to jump back into crypto and then start learning about NFTs. So essentially with, with that, she started to realize that, you know, NFTs can be so much more than apes and and flipping things for money. And she started to stumble across these really interesting use cases where charities were using NFTs to fundraise. And you know, projects were were raising all this money and, and donating it to, to charities and, and initiatives that they really care about that, you know, aligns with the work that we were trying to do. But I honestly think that the the turnaround moment, even despite Han telling me all this this great stuff, was honestly listening to a podcast, Betty from Deadfellas. And I think it was just, it was her voice hearing like an Australian accent Um, with like a little English twang. I'm now an Australian in Scotland. So I was like, that's interesting. But just hearing how Betty was speaking about Deadfellas as a brand and the NFT portion of it was kind of secondary. And she, you know, her and Syke were really intentional about creating genderless characters. And she was also really passionate about talking about bringing in more gender diversity into the space. So I think that's when I started to connect the dots between Web3 NFTs and social justice and social change. Hmm. And then I kind of saw, oh, wow, you can really build something that's so much more than, you know, an NFT project. And you kind of see now with Deadfellas, they really are building a sustainable brand. So I remember very clearly that podcast um, that Han sent to me and I listened to it and I was like, okay, let's go for a walk around the park. Tell me about this stuff again. I think I'm interested. And then the next day we had a, a 12 hour brand workshop and then we were in. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I didn't know about that. The, the 12 hour session about it. That's uh, I mean, yeah, that's incredible. 
I can completely imagine doing that. I think I had a few like equivalent sleepless nights, but it was just actually just me and my baby. My baby did not care about crypto. He's crypto native now. He's nine months old. So he's sort of well into it. But uh, but yeah, I had a sort of similar moment of yeah, not being able to sleep for probably probably like a week. Of yes. Like, to do with the baby about the fact that I couldn't sleep and the fact that he was waking up a lot. I was kind of still on Twitter talking to people like you, Path, at, you know, so like two in the morning or like tweeting Randy Zuckerberg about stuff. And I was like, <laughs> what is this crazy world? And like, how do I, how do I get into it? Yeah, did the same sort of thing and like, you know, registering the women of web3.co at yes. three in the morning kind of thing. You know, you're a little bit like, what am I doing with my life? But also like, ooh, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I had the same thing. I kind of, um, it took me a week. I was really anxious that first week because I felt, felt like I was learning so much so quickly that mm. my brain and my body was just processing everything. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just continue to see the vision expanding. So it was like, oh, Take Up Space is an online course. Okay. So you can use an NFT to unlock the course. Wait, but oh my gosh, if we sell X amount, we can raise this much. Okay. What can we do with that? Okay. Wow. We can create scholarships and grants and, you know, over the weeks and the months, and even now it keeps expanding this vision of, of, of what it is because, you know, the mission creating more diverse leaders, that's the why the, what and the how there's so many ways that you can do that. And as long as you have that North star metric of where you're going to, you can keep bringing different things in. And obviously, you know, the space moves at breakneck pace and you're always just thinking and strategizing and plotting about, okay, what's my next thing? How do I, how do I get this person in? And yes, that mm-hmm. that's aligned and let's make it happen. So yeah, it, it took me a little while every now and then I have to like stop and be like, wait, what's going on? Okay. I'm good. <laughs> and just keep going. Yeah. Again, I'm similar. I'm finding it actually a little bit hard to complete and so yeah, complete and deliver and like, okay, that part's done because it, same as you kind of like oh actually if you apply a sort of web3 mindset to this that and the other of like yeah could you decentralize this could people uh, get a membership to this could they i don't know so i'm I'm thinking for women of web3 maybe there could be a sort of nft membership but maybe it's well maybe it's free or maybe i provide a course that sends people off to places like take up space to kind of go and learn that way you know whether it's sort of participate in your course read your playbook whatever it is and sort of yeah, setting a series of challenges that way. But yeah, I haven't actually, I haven't actually pursued that yet because all the other ideas are sort of getting in the way and jostling for space. So are you also having the kind of yeah sleepless nights of like needing to like write stuff down on, on your phone or a notepad in the night again of like, oh, hang on, and this thing. <laughs> yes. Well, I had to get a giant whiteboard because I was just, I was just like, there's so much to do. And you, you understand, I mean, you're a one person band. Han and I are a two person band and our dog Lonzo, who doesn't really help very often. He, he's usually (laughs) throwing a spanner into the works, but it is, it is challenging doing this plus a full-time job, which is why I'm excited that, you know, in the, in the near future, I will be able to carve out a lot more space, pardon the pun, for Mm -hmm. take up space and, and see some of that through. But you're right. And I think it comes down to prioritizing what your community wants. It's a little bit different to, you know, some traditional or web two organizations where it's like, what's the best for profitability or revenue? It's like, okay, being led by what the community wants and then taking action to, to deliver that. And I think that's, what's really cool about our roadmap and our partnerships, even every partnership, every initiative, we want to provide value to the individual. So, you know, not just partnering because it looks good or, 
it gives us exposure. I mean, that's fine. And that also serves a purpose, but we want to be intentional about, okay, we're going to partner with a skill building provider that can help you learn coding, or we're going to partner with an amazing app that provides free therapy or trauma-led support that helps the individual people. So I think we're really trying to make sure that's what we're being led by, but you're right. You know, yeah. I think if you kind of are led by your community, you're always going to be delivering. And I guess what's also interesting is because we're in a bear market and for anyone that doesn't know, that's like a slower crypto market where um, the cryptocurrency values are going down and some people start to piece out of the space and um, it can be a bit scary if you're, you know, have got lots of investment in the space. But even despite that, I think it's been really cool to see people use this as a time to build, be intentional and just learn, just like learn as much as you possibly can, which I definitely think is, has worked for us. I mean, I was talking to someone this morning and they were remarking on the fact that you wouldn't know it was a bear market if you went into our Discord because everyone is having the best time, is learning, <laughs> is just it's just an amazing community, and mm. uh, it's just really cool to, to have like a little slice of Web three that's undisturbed by some of the other chaos that that can happen in this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever I go on your Discord, it is just like a little slice of sunshine. I, I do still get Discord overwhelm, so I, I just kind of I think I'll probably look in like five minutes a day at the beginning of my day of like just catching up on a few notifications and then that gets too much for me and I get get the overwhelm have to come back out again but but yeah always a slice of sunshine in take up spaces discord um so thinking about that learning point so for listeners that are thinking like how do I get involved in the web3 world I always ask guests to provide a kind of like where should people start so where would you suggest Well, we have the perfect place for anyone here listening. So we've recently launched the Beginners Web 3 Playbook. Amazing. Yes. So it is a three-week interactive course where people can join and learn with a cohort of people who are either complete beginners to Web 3 and NFTs, or they've been in the space for a little while and they want to level up their learning. So my co-founder and partner Han put this together. It combines an ebook, videos, audio content, as well as live sessions. So it's really, I think, from what I've seen, the most comprehensive, interactive way to learn Web 3. And the best part is after the end of the three weeks, you can actually look to start contributing to take up space and join one of our workstations. So we've recently just found a way to organize our contributors better. And because everyone's super passionate and wants to give back and and help take up space. So essentially it's kind of a way to, to jump in and start contributing and really build your web three resume. So for anyone who was like, okay, I really like the space. How do I get involved? How do I start getting experience? You know, what is, what are my transferable skills? This, we kind of see this as an onboard into web three, and then you can really start contributing and getting your visibility out there. And and I guess building your, your personal brand in web three, which is, I think something that is quite untapped at the moment. It's a big passion of mine. And I think it's just going to keep building as the space grows. So yeah, that's the perfect way. We've just started our cohort one. So by the time this comes out, uh, we might be looking to start the cohort two, but yeah, it's completely free. So for anyone listening, definitely jump into our discord to get the latest updates. Really cool. Wow. My last question to you is where people can find you. Yes. So Twitter, of course, you um, 
can't really be in the NFT space without uh, being on Twitter. So I am at this is path, P-A-F-F. Also on LinkedIn, Path Evara is probably the two best places to find me. If you really want to check out my LGBTQ content, you can also find me on TikTok, but I don't post much on there anymore. And spoiler, it's also This Is Path. So consistent branding throughout. Um, I think I'm the only Path anywhere, so I shouldn't be too hard to find. (laughs) (laughs) And what about your Take Up Space Twitter? Of course. So that is Take Up Space underscore NFT. Awesome. Well, that's been amazing. I've, yeah enjoyed chatting as always so thank you so much for your time path thank you so much lauren it's awesome to chat with you this has been the women of web3 podcast brought to you by women of web3 if you enjoyed today's show please give us a rating on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts so more people can find the show you can keep up to date with amazing jobs opportunities learning resources and connect with other women by following at women of web3 co on twitter instagram or linkedin that's at women of web3 co so feel free to tweet us with any questions about the show and thank you for listening.